Hello and welcome back to another episode of the Plastics Podcast. <laughs> I hope you had a spooky Halloween. <laughs> it's November 1st. <laughs> We're recording on November 1st. But the spirit of Halloween lives on. Ooh. I'm back in the studio, back in New York City. Hello, hello, hello. It's back to be, it's going to be back in Brooklyn. You we were got- here last week. Right, but I didn't record last week. Yeah, we did. Yep. Oh my god, yeah. you're right. Yeah. Yep. Yep. This was a long weekend. <laughs> Maddie, how are you? I am... Uh, I'm hanging in there. You're hanging in there? Yep. You're hanging in there. How many scary movies have you watched in the past couple of weeks? Uh, what are we at? Six or seven? Now? Yeah, something like that. Yeah, I've loved it. Give me some. Give me some of the the, the films, the cinematic experiences. The cinematic experiences. Yes. Well, first of all, we watched Jaws, which I wasn't a fan of because I don't bum, like water. Bum, yeah. Bum, 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 bum. Uh, last night we watched Scream, mm-hmm. and we've watched uh, Nightmare on Elm Street. Yep. What was the one with Michael? Michael Myers Halloween. Halloween. The original. The OG Halloween. Yes. Uh, we watched The Conjuring. Yes. And there was one more that I'm forgetting. Carrie. Carrie. Yep. More sad than spooky. Yeah, I don't recommend. This is wow. a special Halloween edition, even though it's coming to you a bit late. You can tell. If you're watching and in this not just listening, audio platform. yes, in this audio platform <laughs> that had a different. spooky <laughs> intro, uh, we're also dressed up as a special character, as you might know, from a beloved Apple TV series that has taken the world by storm. I'm talking mm. about, of course, Ted Lasso. Ted Lasso. Yes. Uh, Maddie, you're Ted Lasso. I am. You're Coach Lasseter. I'm, is that his full, do you cut a last name in half? Like a nickname? No, like that's his actual name, Lasseter. Oh, interesting. You've watched the entire show. Is it? Is it? Yeah, Lasso's like his nickname. What? Yeah. (laughs) She's Googling it right now. (laughs) I don't think it's Lasseter. Yeah, that's that's Lasseter. Where did you hear that? In the show. Oh, hang on. I think you're wrong. This is just good broadcast. <laughs> this is yeah, this is really bad actually. Lasset. No, it's not on the Ted Lasso fa- wiki. It's, it's just got its Ted own Lasso. Wiki. It's just Ted Lasso. I think it is. Maybe Tedward. No, it's Theodore. According to the wiki. Um, I, why did I think that I, what is Lassiter from? Uh, like psych Lassiter? Oh, Lassie? that might be it. Yeah. Ha ha. Ha ha. I have infiltrated <laughs> your psyche. Okay. Let's just, can we just rewind this? Oh, beautiful. Maddie, you're dressed as Ted Lasso. I am. Coach Lasso. Coach Lasso. Yep, uh, I just don't have a mustache. I, I couldn't grow one in time for the one. podcast, and I sense. forgot that I was dressing up as Ted Lasso. And I am her uh, wonderful assistant coach, uh, Coach Beard, because uh, I have a beard. And I don't. Yep. And, Weird. Uh, we've got, we've got actually, roommate, 
uh, Zach, he dressed up as Ted Lasso over the weekend, and yep. we won a, a costume contest yeah, together. Well, third. It's not quite winning. We Sorry, we won a prize mm-hmm, at a mm-hmm, costume mm-hmm, contest. Mm-hmm. So you could say we had a good weekend. Um, Successful. So uh, I hope this reaches you uh, somewhere warm, somewhere cozy, somewhere not so spooky now that it's November. But we have a pretty full slate of uh, things to talk about, not necessarily game results. One of them being the Spurs defeat. Uh, mm-hmm. The other two being managerial changes. Uh, Nuno Espirito Santo is gone. Ronald Koeman is gone. And we might talk a little bit about the New England Revolution in the MLS. Uh, you know, Big things. How they're doing, yeah. how they're setting records, how they're really uh, paving the way with uh, uh, one of our boys, Brandon By, leading the charge. And then some Champions League fixtures that'll be happening this week. Some interesting matches to watch that we haven't talked about yet because we don't want to just talk about the same teams every time. So that's what we've got for you. And... Um, Maddie, I'm ready to dive in. Roll the interlude music. All right, Jacob, what do we got on the slate? All right, bad times at Spurs. Bad, bad things happening. Maddie, do you know the result of the game? Uh, I think I watched it. No, we didn't watch it. Uh, Tottenham 0, Manchester United 3. This was at the uh, Tottenham Hotspur Stadium. Goals from Ronaldo, Cavani, and Rashford apiece. Uh, Spurs not having a single shot on target the entire game. (laughs) Wait, 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 wait. They didn't get one? Not a Not not one one on target? Not a single one. How much possession did they have? Uh, they had fifty-eight percent. They had fifty-eight percent possession on the on the game, but it doesn't really mean much if you can't shoot. Uh, they didn't they didn't create much. Wow. It was just a bad game from Harry Kane. Pretty bad game from uh, Son as well. Oh, yeah. And I think this uh, will just bleed into the next topic. So we'll just put them together. We'll smash it in a deluxe yeah. edition. Uh, this led to Nuno's sacking. Nuno's gone. Do you think if the game had gone the other way, the other manager, like, was this like a manager v manager? It, it could have been. Like, yeah. whoever was going to lose this game was going to get sacked. You might be onto something. It kind of felt like it. Yeah. Because, like, last week it was all, oh, Ole's out. Like, Ole's done. And then. I really wasn't thinking about Nuno leaving because we've been focusing so much on Man United. Once again, Ole manages to avoid the hot seat and saves his job for another day. Uh, yeah, Nuno's gone, and with that, there are strong links with Antonio Conte for uh, as, as Spurs manager. And They're currently whining and dining him yeah, in London. Yeah, he, uh, he, he landed uh, in London today. I assume much earlier to talk deals. They're saying it's going to be a roughly year and a half deal for Conte. That's what I've heard through the grapevine. All my sources are telling me and by sources. I mean, Twitter. Mm-hmm. Um, Good source. Yeah. And that was a popular 
managerial change for Manchester United, but now Tottenham have swooped them. Daniel Levy has uh, has rolled out the red carpet. And so I, I want to talk about, uh, we'll talk about the match, but I mean, we should talk about the the narrative before the match. Okay. The managerial search for Nuno Espirito Santo. I'm gonna I'm gonna just mm-hmm. list you off what happened. Oh, I think I remember this. Yes, this yeah, was yeah. this this was this summer. Yeah, he has not lasted long. No, wow. he lasted about three months in charge. Good. Uh, Lord. And the search was about three months. <laughs> so a little even Stevens for the search and performance for Nuno, uh, previous manager for Wolves, as everyone knows. Um, a made his hallmark with Wolves uh, as a fierce, fiercely uh, counterattacking side that played very negative soccer, um, and That's he brought soccer. that just uh, sitting deep, defending a okay. lot, not breaking out of your shell. Things that aren't necessarily appeasing to watch, but do get the job done if done right. And at Wolves, it worked okay. It worked okay. He came out the gate swinging. And at Spurs, uh, a soccer team crafted around an identity of free-flowing soccer, of super attacking, especially in the last uh, decade with uh, Poch at the helm for most of that decade. It was quite entertaining to watch, getting the best out of uh, young players like Kane at the time and Son and who's the Deli Alley. You know, all the all the cool guys you'll see on the FIFA covers. They they were really good then, and now they all look like shells. Kane is uh, doesn't look like himself. Son has not been able to be at his best, and Deli Alley is somewhere in parts unknown for all intents and purposes. The point is, is that <laughs> Nuno is done not a great job at Spurs. I'll say it. You know what I'm also gonna do? I'm gonna take what? off this jacket. Okay, please. It's hot. <laughs> um, Thank you, Darian. No. I got a whistle. <laughs> I got a whistle for the costume. And uh, these are actually... Um, these are actually gear that I had... Excuse me. Uh, this is gear <laughs> I had uh, with me when I used to ref. So, um, I'll keep the hat on, though. But, jeez, oh, man. Oh, uh, giving the list, the viewers a show. Sorry, sorry. (laughs) Um, Yeah, he's so like so. uh, They Tottenham were looking for Nuno. uh, Sorry, they were looking for a manager that wasn't named Nuno. Nuno didn't even come into the conversation for the manager for Tottenham Hotspur till last minute because. Conte was looked at. He was he was looked at in the summer. The search was, according to uh, an article I read, seventy two days long. So about three months. No, sorry, about two and a half months. And they talked to Conte. Conte, as you might know, has really strict standards. If he wants to sign onto a team, he's like, hey, if I'm going to do this, I want to do it right. I want uh, some players that I can work with. Uh, Here are some of the targets I'm looking at. You should sign them by the next transfer window so we can actually have a shot at the title. That's what he did at Inter. And that's what brought him their title. And then he dipped because... Inter decided they didn't want to uh, acquiesce to his demands anymore because they were burning loads of cash and they couldn't do that anymore. But they did win the league. They did win the league, which is uh, results. Yeah, yeah. But, but he's a very aggressive, very high-octane kind of guy. He's yeah. really intense. He and scares so me. They looked at him. They looked at other guys. You might know Hansi Flick, uh, former Bayern Munich manager, current manager for the German national team. 
they looked at uh, an Ten Hag current uh, IX manager, and then they were looking to bring back their old flame, uh, Mauricio Pochettino, who is living, I wouldn't say so comfortably, at PSG. Uh, they talked to Antonio Conte for... Uh, I don't know, maybe like a week or so. Paulo Fonseca, uh, manager for former manager for AS Roma, they talked to, and then there was a public outcry of "Don't sign this guy for Gattuso, who is the coach for Fiorentina." And so they look at all these guys, right? Like seven guys. Yeah. And it was like one a week. I mean, basically, yeah. And so they and like uh, Flick, kind of like a it was going to be a tough sell because everyone was thinking. Oh, he's doing really well at Bayern, and he clearly wants the German national team job. Fair play. Ten Hag, he turned down uh, Bayern Munich for to stay at Ajax. That'd be tough. Pochettino, fine, but he was at PSG at the time after Tottenham gave him the sack. So why? Conte, I guess, but you got to really commit to that. And so why would you sign him if you don't intend to sign the players he wants? Okay. Fonseca, Gattuso, middling managers. Uh, I mean, like, sure, they, they could give them a shot if, like, they want to play something strategic here and sign to a particular identity, which is totally fine. But if you do that and then move to Nuno, it doesn't make a lot of sense. So what everyone's saying is, uh, and what I'm saying, is that this was just a move that lacked any purpose. This was more of a, God, we need to sign someone right now. Or we're gonna we're gonna start the season. We're gonna be caught with our pants down when the season starts, and we're gonna have to have Ryan Mason, caretaker manager, continue. And he wasn't doing high at the end of the season either. So it just it was a it was it was a series of moves that just screamed uh, with a lack of purpose. And it it's apparent now to everyone. I mean, everyone knew Nuno wouldn't last. It he only signed a two year deal. Right, so it wasn't it wasn't a permanent mainstay. It was him to sign to keep Tottenham afloat, to uh, give them some time to look for another guy, and he didn't even last a quarter of the time. That would be six months, right? Yeah, a quarter of the time, and so uh, it's just been an absolute trash heap of a start. They've had fifteen out of thirty possible points this season as a top six club air quotes there uh that's unacceptable even if two of the uh, two of those matches are against arsenal and manchester united and you take those losses that's 24 points you gotta have those and the loss to arsenal uh you know north london rivals huge loss lost to manchester united in the current climate manchester united's in unacceptable unacceptable yeah, so this is something that was coming. Uh, Nuno has been sacked. I don't know where he'll go next, but if he, I assume a championship club or that tier, which would be fine, um, or maybe like a middling club somewhere in, a, in another league. And it's, it's just, uh, this was a long time coming. So we look towards Antonio Conte strongly. We wonder what he's going to do with the current crop of players that Tottenham's got. He likes veterans. He likes older guys. He likes guys that hustle. He likes guys that work hard. Um, he's not a man that caters towards uh, f- uh, finicky stars. So if Deli Alley can get his act together, he could really prosper under this guy. He's only like 28 still, so he's still got time. Um Really good stuff. I think Antonio Conte would be a great move if Lovey backs. Lovey's pretty uh, famously a, sti- a stickler with his money. He doesn't like to spend lavishly. He's a 
he's a businessman, right? So he doesn't like to just splash on players if he can help it. That's why he didn't just sell Harry Kane because he can still keep him on for another few years. Yeah, I mean, it's just been a fiasco that has been swept under the rug because so many other things have been happening. So, I mean, maybe this is time for Tottenham to face the music and really gear up and spend some money if they want to. They certainly can afford it. Now, on to Man United. Ronaldo, a goal and an assist on the night. He's back to form, maybe. Cavani and Ronaldo were up top this game in a duo that was necessitated by the absence of Paul Pogba, who got a red card last game. You might have heard. So uh, (laughs) Cavani and Ronaldo operated really, really well together. Uh, Cavani was able to do all the dirty work and let Ronaldo actually prosper in his role, which is something that is really pivotal, I guess, if you're playing with a guy like Cristiano Ronaldo. And then they had Bruno Fernandes being the the dude that operates in like this weird trifecta. I'm not sure how it's going to play out in the future if they keep this, because it did work. And I think uh, if Ole's Ole's going to try and cling to anything that gets him performances, so I think he'll play something like this next week depending on what happens at the Atalanta game for Champions League. So if he does this, I think it'll be really good because we'll be able to see these three guys try and coordinate things together with Wambasaka and Shaw doing diving runs and trying to get balls forward. More Shaw than Wambasaka. Popular moment of the game, Lucas Moira, best player for Tottenham on the field, bar none, like pretty clearly. He was subbed off for Steve Bergwin, who was not well He's not good at the moment. He's not in good form. Fans saw that. They didn't like it. They, I mean, the fans have a right to be angry at the team right now. Have a right to be angry at the owners. Have a right to be angry at the coach. Just a series of bad decisions, and this is something that I'm sure will be a bit cathartic if a new manager gets in by, say, next week or the week after and uh, starts making an immediate impact. You often see when managers come in, there's an immediate uptick in the club's performance, not necessarily due to the manager's ability, just how the team psychology works. So it'll be refreshing. Anything else? <laughs> I feel like I've, I've said I've, so much. I, I know. I, I just realized, uh, Maddie. I'm no, sorry. It's okay. I just the whole like sacking and new coaches and it's 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 just confusing. It just happens so much more often than I kind of thought it would. It's a it's a continual destruction and rebuild. Yeah. So like it's, everything's always, everyone's always in crisis. It's it's like you know how in high school there was like that popular kids group. And they all just kind of ended up dating each other over the years. It's just kind of like that. It's just all the popular kids moving around and dating each other. Okay. And the coaches are just moving around and like... Is this like a... Uh, what was that Spanish dynasty that ended up intermarrying and creating like really bad genetic lineages because they kept marrying like their sisters and brothers and cousins? I mean, none of these people... The Habs- Habsburgs. Is it just like that, right? That's an extreme example, <laughs> sure. <laughs> Holy shit. <laughs> right? I don't think any of these people this were actually basically siblings. Basically the same but. thing, right? Basically the same thing. Uh, I mean, it, it is. Yeah, it's always, it's, 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 it's daytime it's a, television. It's a small group of people that can coach. Hard to break into it. And I mean, it, the talent pool for these guys is small. Right? Yeah. There's not a lot of opportunities to prove yourself at the top level uh, repeatedly because you don't get too many chances. So, you, you know, know who's proven himself a lot, though? 
Who? Antonio Conte. I was just reading over his Wikipedia oh, page. Oh, yeah. Top, top five manager. Seriously, he brought Chelsea to win the Premier League title. That's true. Won the FA Cup with them. He led uh, Bari in 2006 to a Serie B title and Siena to promotion in the same division two years later. He took over Juventus and won three consecutive Serie A titles. He uh, he was the coach that started Juventus's uh, Juventus. How did, what's the, what's the what's the uh, possessive? No, it doesn't matter. Juventus is uh, uh, nine years of dominance in Italy. He 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 began that series of trophies. Why why hasn't he? And then he killed it himself. He oh. ended their tenth with Inter. Oh hell yeah! It was yeah. the fun part. Hell yeah! yeah. A little poetic. Why hasn't he like? He's never coached at a team longer than two years or three years. Yeah, yeah. You see that with like like Mourinho is another good example of that. They these guys are culture shifters, right? So they come in and they just like totally change the dynamic of the entire team, right? They come in and they're like, okay, this is now my you are my bitches. But I mean, he hasn't wanted to stay longer at any of these teams. I mean, Juventus is an amazing team. Chelsea was a really good team. Yeah, they're all good teams, yeah, but they demand. Nothing less than total success. And if you don't bring total success every time, they look for someone else. Because they can. Okay. But some clubs have had the same coach for a really long time. Yeah. And they're doing well. Yeah. Like Jurgen Klopp has been there for six years. Yeah. He has brought Liverpool. But he's brought Liverpool unprecedented success in the Premier League. Right, but you've won it once, and you didn't win it last year, and they didn't immediately sack him. Well, yeah, but they're, it, it, you're right. It is a little bit arbitrary uh, as to when people do and don't get sacked, but a lot of it is generated by media, mm. and a lot of it's generated by how it happens, right? So uh, Jurgen Klopp didn't win it. Uh, he lost it to the best defensive performance from a team, I think, in a long time, maybe in the I don't know. I'm not going to quote myself on that, but Manchester United were the best defensively they've been, and Liverpool were hit with just a myriad of injury issues that totally hampered the team. So it's not like FSG looked at that and said, "Oh my God, Jurgen, you dumb dumb boy, we're getting rid of you." <laughs> okay, fair, fair. Yeah, he's just very accredited. Yeah, very successful. Very Italian. Very scary. Yes. Yes, he is. Yeah. You should see him on the sidelines. He's very intense. I watched a lot of Inter games last year for some weird and strange reason. And I didn't... So they bought Ericsson. Of course. And I was like, sweet. All right, I'll watch Inter. Yeah. And then he didn't play for like the first half of the season. Right. And I distinctly remember a conversation with you where I was like, what the fuck, man? You buy this player and he is like shown uh, in the media playing soccer for hours after their practices are done. He is like working his butt off and you're like, no, this is just how Conte is. Like he's just whipping him into shape. He was slow at Tottenham. And I was like, no, 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 he's fine. He's fine. And then I like finally started playing and finally started doing really well. And I was like, Oh, yeah. It takes, okay. You gotta take the time to get to know me, get to know Conte. Mm, that was nice. Yeah. But I, uh, He's, he's scary. Scary men doing scary things. Yeah. In spooky... Well, it's no longer spooky time. 
it's November. It's it's uh it's certainly going to be something to ponder about the Nuno era of Spurs. Something that I think will be quickly forgotten, but will be occasionally brought up and be like, oh yeah, Nuno coached Spurs. How is there anybody that's coached like a shorter amount of time at like a Premier League level? Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. I couldn't tell you who. But okay, definitely. Okay, cool. absolutely. All right. Absolutely. There's already um, on hit on Conte's Wikipedia page. Uh, Tottenham is at the bottom as 2021 dash. So I think it's. Is this official? Hang on. Is it? Are we breaking news right now? I, Give me a sec. <laughs> Give. Hey, everyone, stop. Everyone, shut up. Just breaking news. I'm. I'm. I'm going to Twitter right now. Here we go. 32 minutes ago, Fabrizio Romano breaking the story. Oh. Antonio Conte to Tottenham confirmed, and here we go. The contract until June 2023 will be signed on Tuesday, tomorrow, uh, already Tuesday uh, in the UK. The verbal agreement is now completed. He's back in the Premier League. Hashtag THFC. Fabio Patrici wanted him since June and changed Conte's mind. Incredible work. Hashtag Conte. All right. We're back on. We're back on. Tottenham's back on the menu, boys. This could turn him around. Looks like we're having meat tonight. (laughs) (laughs) Another cog to be added. Another little uh, intricate weave to look at in the Premier League. Pretty cool stuff. Will Uh, this this change? This is exciting. Will this change? Even more. I feel like the January trade window. Tottenham will sign someone. It's going to be fucking crazy because Uh, Newcastle have all this money that they are just like dying to spend. Mm -hmm. You've got Conte coming in probably with demands. Yep. And I mean, I haven't really paid attention before like this year to like the trades and to like the big moves. Right. Um, So is, do you feel like it's going to be crazier this trade window than like because you, you it's said gonna be crazier than last trade window that's for sure okay last trade window was dead because okay. no one had money yeah <laughs> yeah but no i think you might be right uh antonio might want a signing and newcastle definitely might sign some people so you you could be you could be right but i i really don't know okay uh they they keep that stuff hush hush and then you'll see rumors popping up sometime yeah i saw a couple for like bellingham to liverpool today Oh, really? Okay. Uh, I mean, yeah, it's tough. Tough to say how valid those are. Yeah, but that's good. Bellingham would be super expensive. Yeah, and I mean, your team is already just stacked. So, uh, but I mean, who's, you know, it's, this is, all I'm saying is big times, big things happening. Uh, Hashtag let's go Spurs. I didn't blow it too hard. That was my whistle. Thank you. uh, Because I'm a coach. I'm the manager. I'm going to have to cut. So. <laughs> so I got my timer here. How long? I don't know. It's broken. Oh, good. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, we'll, we'll move on. We'll move on to another uh, Ronald. Ronald Coleman. Ronald Coleman. Ronald Coleman. Coleman, comma, Ronald. Coleman. The Dutch damsel. He's not a damsel. He's a damsel. Well, he's in distress. <laughs> he's in distress. The Dutch damsel in distress. He's been sacked. He gone. Get out of here. Go on. We called this, right? Uh, did we? we uh, I think Blair said, Ronald Coleman's gotta go, man. And you said, I hate that. And then he apologized. 
Oh, we might have. Yeah, I mean, like it was definitely so. So Barcelona weren't playing great soccer under him. A lot of players didn't get along with the coach, which is never good. And never a good thing if you've got a lot of the locker room nervous or uh, against you. And he was pretty bad press wise. He would just insult players openly to the media. You don't want to do that. That's just that's not a good way. He to would insult his own players. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, especially Why? well, like I think I think the worst was early on with Ricky Puch, who's this like young Spanish guy, and he just called him like a a snake or like a piece of garbage, something oh. like that. Oh yeah, that's nice. Yeah. That's real nice. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. That's one way to um, build a great relationship. He, yeah, it's. I mean, it's not. It's not a fantastic. And honestly, it's been rough times also at Barcelona more than Tottenham. So if, I mean, they had no money and they lost their best player. Yeah, yeah, they don't got money. They still have to pay uh, Coleman a five uh, million euro settlement. I mean, not settlement, uh, severance package. And uh, he's not letting them out of it. No, he's not because he shouldn't. Yeah, uh, because they sacked him. So yeah. it's fine. Uh, and he's so we've got um, uh, several injuries on the squad now. I think Fati's back. Uh, he's got a knock. Pedri's injured. Dembele's injured. Uh, Aguero's injured. So. A lot of their essential players are gone. They've made a couple of stupid signings, Eric Garcia, Luke de Jong. They haven't really panned out. Um, they've got Coutinho, who's middling performance, but not nearly worth their 140 million euros they paid for him initially. They've got a bunch of young guys that are up and coming, but you know that's a big question mark as to where they'll end up. So lots of potential for Barcelona, but they really have got to come back from the brink because they could end up horrible this could be uh an eventual downward spiral for the team if this keeps it going because uh, they've lost uh the el clasico two to one and then to rio Vallecano, a much smaller team one to nothing just really really bad string results uh, i read somewhere that coman was the first manager to lose to real madrid at three el clasicos in a row in 85 years wow so it's it's not an ideal situation for Barcelona and which I mean, I really, really the only feasible direction I a club the size of Barcelona can go is up rumored replacement who has been for like a year and a half now, a uh, Chavi former player for the team, part of their midfield trio that brought them unprecedented success. Part of the Spanish team that won back to back to back titles with the Euros, then the World Cup, then the Euros again. Really just a club legend. And we'll see if he has the uh, acumen to, if he does go, if he has the acumen to keep Barcelona up at the top level of La Liga. Uh, currently, he coaches a side in Qatar called Al Saad. And I do not even, I don't know anyone on that team, but uh, he's he's gotten them titles, but they're, they're the team with the. The best players in the league so he hasn't had it's not nearly the same as coaching a la liga side with the media frenzy that barcelona generates so it's gonna be another tough sell if barcelona decide to sign someone else and lure someone to the club it's certainly an alluring destination but one that comes with a lot of work to do and Komen took this job more as a labor of love because he used to play for the team because he made this a life goal, as he said, uh, to do it. He left uh, being the coach for the Dutch national team at a time where they were in position to go really deep into the Euros. So I just don't know if you're going to get another person like that that's willing to take on that amount of pressure 
because they like the club so much. So it tough, tough stuff. Uh, I'm gonna look up there next. They play Dynamo Kiev in the Champions League tomorrow. Yep, and then over the weekend they play Celta Vigo. So ideally, if you I I don't know who their caretaker is right now in the managerial search, but they should be able to take those and win. Tough stuff. Tough stuff for a lot, lot, a lot of, lot of sacking going on. Thoughts, Maddie? Why? It might just be because it's Premier League. Yeah. But why is Tottenham sprinting towards another manager, whereas Barcelona? I haven't heard if they've even got like names yet. They might have. They might have. It could have been a dialogue happening for some time while Nuno was in charge. The board oh, okay. might have been, "Hey, we need to sign someone else," and they might have looked at people and talked to people while Nuno was. Behind his back? Yeah. <gasps> Take the knife out, A little saucy. Yeah. yeah, a little saucy business there. It's not um, something that, hey, it's part of the deal, huh? part of the game, part of this uh, managerial lifestyle. So uh, let's move on. Uh, not much Not much else to say other than that. Uh, I mean, we've talked about Barcelona quite a bit, I think. You can you can tell that we don't ha- we don't have quite as much stuff to talk about because we had a busy Halloween weekend. <laughs> busy Halloween weekend. A friend from out of town came in. Uh, we uh, did all sorts of different costumes. Maddie, we did the prices right. Mm-hmm. We did the Beatles. We did the Beatles, and then uh, we Ted did Lasso, Ted Lasso Coach and Beard. Coach Beard. Yeah, yeah. Three different costumes. Three different nights. Yeah. Three different fun times. Uh, Nolan, it was wonderful having you here. He he won't listen to this. He won't listen to this, no. no. But I'll say it. (laughs) Okay, Maddie, we've got uh, four matches that we've chosen out of this Champions League group uh, fixtures. Can you give me a breakdown on one of them? So I will be watching uh, Salzburg versus Wolfsburg. Uh, And I'm going to be honest, I picked it because they're both Bergs. Not because John Brooks plays for the defense for Wolfsburg and Brendan Aronson plays as an attacking Spider-Man. midfielder for <laughs> Salzburg. <laughs> for uh, yeah, Jesse I, Marsh's. I definitely I mean, picked sorry. it for that. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Sorry. Yeah, go on, go on. Forget I said anything. I, I definitely picked uh, because of that. Okay, okay, uh, not okay. Not because of burgers. Not the Bergs. Not burgers. Okay. So this game. Jacob said it. We've got American versus American. Um, with um, uh, Salzburg is on top with two wins, and Wolfsburg is on the bottom with zero. Oh no, no, no! They've tied. They've tied. They have two points. Salzburg has seven, and they're at the top of their their. Uh, That's right. RB Salzburg's playing some good stuff. Yeah. Is there anything interesting about this game that I should know? Uh, Wolfsburg are doing quite well in the Bundesliga, and Salzburg are leading the Austrian league. Once again. Yeah, middle of the pack, seventh place. Oh, wow. Mainz is in fifth. Yep. Good for Mainz. I love Mainz. What? I don't know. Why do you like Mainz? Because <laughs> I was in Mainz. Oh, okay. You've been to Mainz. Yes. Okay. You've been to the city of Mainz. Yes. Okay. Very good. It's very cute. They have the um, world's first Bible, I think. The Gutenberg Mainz. Press? The first printed Bible? Yes. And you can buy like small little copies of it. Mm. It was really cool. That is pretty cool. So to be clear, the first 
printed Bible, not the first Bible. Okay, the first printed Bible. I know. I, I don't know. I'm, I'm asking. Well, now I'm going to have to look it up. Okay. I'm sorry to my professor that I definitely remembered this. What's your professor's name? Um, that's a good question. The Gutenberg Bible is the earliest major book printed using mass-produced movable metal. Uh, uh, yeah, it was the first printed. The Gutenberg Bible is located in Mainz, Germany. Mainz is a really cool town, though, because half of it, like, it was uh, pretty bombed out during the war. So half of it's really old and, like, the um, the old kind of scenery and, like, building types. And then a lot of it is also new and modern. So it's like a, you can walk down the street and have, like, two different kinds of architecture on both sides. Ah, the destruction created diversity. Yes. Nice. Just like Mainz's tactics. Hey! Which brings them to fifth. Yes. But Wolfsburg is in seventh. Yes. Uh, that is, that's good. That's good. So for you U.S. Uh, MNT fans out there, that's going to be a good uh, showcase on both attacking and defensive talent. Uh, John Brooks, clear defensive starter. So we've got to watch for him, uh, especially given his uh, slump in form for the national team. And Brendan Aronson, always a fun guy to watch. I like He's him. He's slippery. What game are you watching Tuesday? I'm going to be watching a cool uh, Sevilla Lille because we didn't. Uh, I said I'd watch it last time, but then I watched Barcelona Benfica, which was the right decision at the time. But now I'm going to watch Sevilla Lille because uh, Sevilla are always a high performing team in Spain. Uh, they've got a lot of history and they've got a lot of good players. Ivan Rakitic, former Barcelona player back at Sevilla, uh, the team he came from, uh, fantastic midfielder, one of my favorite midfielders, a uh, tireless guy, plays for Croatia. Mm. Uh, we got Yusuf uh, El Nezri. He's having a pretty hot season. Uh, three goals so far. Not bad. And uh, former Tottenham player Eric Lamella. The one-footed wonder, as it were. Uh, and then on the other side, we've got the Canadian superstar Jonathan David for Lille. You might know him. He's lighting up the league. Renato Sanchez, box-to-box midfielder for Portugal, former Bayern superstar. Well, not superstar, but he didn't get many playing minutes. But uh, he's really, really, really good. Renato Sanchez, if he can stay healthy, he'd be one of the best box-to-box midfielders in the world, period. And I think I think if he gets ramped up and back into form, he's still only like 24 yeah, he's 24. He's got so much time. Uh, I'm, I'm really excited for this guy. We've got uh, Jonathan Bamba, pretty fast guy down the wings, French, not quite enough. And then Barack Yilmaz, uh, old Turkish striker that had a season of his life last season to bring Lille the title. Uh, did I add that Lille are the current champions of league uh, despite uh, being in the same league as PSG? Doesn't uh, Weya play? For yes, Weya probably won't start. He's not a consistent starter, but he okay. will get some minutes in this game. Uh, he's not. He hasn't been able to really find the ball in the back of the net. So uh, I hope that changes as time goes on. Maybe someone gets injured and he slots in. I don't want to wish for that though. Yay. So yeah, good stuff. Uh, and then Wednesday. Wednesday, Wednesday, Wednesday. We got RB Leipzig against PSG. Uh, that's going to be Jesse Marsh and company facing on the French Giants. It was confirmed that Messi will be out for the game. So, Is he injured? Uh, yeah, it's maybe some fitness issues. So we're going to... I mean, that's fine because he doesn't... He He's not playing well for PSG at the moment anyway. So he... You just need some time to kind of get used to the system. He's he's now been dropped into a system that no longer totally revolves around him. Yeah. 
that he played for 18 years or something at Barcelona. Uh, and then RB Leipzig obviously have Nkunku. Uh, he's off to a blazing start. Tyler Adams, defensive midfielder, captain, all-around cool guy Tyler Adams. Uh, is going to bring Leipzig to uh, a hopeful victory here. It's going to be in Germany. Leipzig will have a home advantage there. And then finally, Milan-Porto. Zlatan Ibrahimovic had a pretty great weekend uh, with a free-kick goal for Milan at the age of like 39. And then Porto, uh, always a pleasure to watch in the Champions League. Pretty consistent performers there. Frequent appearances. Former winners with Jose Mourinho. Yeah, uh, not much else to talk. Do you want to say anything about? I want to. I want to just give more of a shout out. Yeah. The New England Revolution are an East Coast MLS team. They are leading the Eastern Conference uh, in the U.S. And it doesn't. The MLS doesn't work like a traditional soccer league. Uh, They have playoffs, which is objectively more fun in my opinion. But we'll. Well, we won't bring that up. They're leading the league in points, and they have a record amount of points in the league, overtaking most recently the LA Galaxy with uh, 72 points on a season. The Revolution are now at uh, 73, and they still have two games to go. Wow. Who do they play? Uh, The Revolution have yet to play. They're playing... uh, So... The next game, they're playing Inter-Miami. Yeah. And that's it. And that's it. Okay. Yeah, so the New England, uh, the Revolution are at 72 points, I mean, 73 points right now, and if they win their last game against Inter-Miami, that'll be, they'll be at 76. The highest amount of points taken in a single season in the MLS ever. This is very, very cool. Uh, Matt Turner the goalkeeper for the New England Revolution, probably the most valuable player in the MLS right now, probably destined for Europe at some point. He he is the starting goalkeeper for them, and we're very excited because he is the future for this uh, U.S. squad. And But I want to give a special shout-out to Brandon Bai, a right-back for the New England Revolution and a uh, Western Michigan University alum. Go Broncos. He played as a striker for the uh, for the Broncos uh, during my time when I watched them there, and he has transitioned beautifully into a highly defensive right back, and I'm very excited for him and for the team because I would love to see a Bronco take it all the way. And so as a New York resident and an NYCFC uh, supporter and jersey purchaser, uh, I won't be mad if either of these uh, teams win the, uh, win the Cup. So I'll be watching all the playoff games for both those teams, and I will be and we will be uh, reporting on any notable events, uh, happenings in the MLS playoffs. Uh, you should tune into it. It's chaos. The MLS is chaos incarnate. Uh, not quite as bad as CONCACAF, but just like if, they, if CONCACAF had more rules, that would be the MLS. Last year, we were watching one of the final games. Oh, my God, yeah. And like the keeper stepped off the line. It was PKs. The keeper stepped off the line. He got kicked out of the game. A defender came in as the goalie yep, yep, and yep. saved the shot this to was, win the uh, game. NYCFC against Orlando, yeah. and that's how New York City went out. Yeah. Because a defender had to be put in as goalie, and he saved the shot. <laughs> because he played goalie once in like middle school. Yeah. <laughs> It was pure chaos, and it you was like it, up. it was crazy. It was like six PKs in, 
And it was a really controversial, like, what the hell is going on? Why did he get called for that? Because, like, other goalies were doing the same thing. Um, yep. But, yeah, it was – it's it's a lot of fun. Crazy stuff. Uh, I think we would talk more about the MLS if uh, there already wasn't so much to talk about across the pond. So uh, I think we're going to just briefly talk about MLS while the playoffs are happening yeah. uh, before uh, a winner is decided. Yeah, and that was it. Uh, sorry if this felt short. Uh, we had a very busy weekend. Didn't have quite as much time to watch all the games, uh, taking all the uh, the stories, the little I, battles. I want to give congratulations to Arsenal. Oh, that was terrible. We had Lester had some shots, but uh, Aaron Ramsdale. Yes. Fuck. Right. He had just the game of his lifetime. He yeah. played. He played so well. Uh, so Blair, you win this one. Uh, Aaron Ramsdale, good at soccer. Oh, and uh, the Arsenal women's soccer team is going into the FA Cup final against who? Chelsea. All right. What day? What time? December fifth, nine a.m. Okay, not for some time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So Arsenal beat Brighton three uh, zero yesterday, and Chelsea beat Man City three zero yesterday. So it will be Chelsea, the last winners of the Women's FA Cup against Arsenal. Blair thinks they were in third place last year. Okay, well Chelsea made it to the Champions League final last year, so I think. If I know anything about the Super League, it's going to be some fierce competition. Yeah, and uh, our girl Tobin Heath right there. Tobin, baby. All right, anything else? I think that's it from us. It's November 1st, so I won't wish you a happy Halloween, but um, happy November. We've made it another month. I don't know. Thanksgiving? What's the next one? Next holiday? Yeah. Thanksgiving. Yeah, but that seems too far away to wish people a happy Thanksgiving. I don't think, do you have to wish people anything? Uh, good luck to Antonio Conte. Good luck to the club uh, FC Barcelona. And good luck to Brandon Bay. Are we doing a Champions League episode this week? Yes, we will be doing a Champions League episode okay. uh, for the games. A brief one, probably maybe like a half hour, 40 minutes uh, on the games uh, if uh, when I get to watch them. And uh, we'll break it down from there. And I think that's all from us. All right. Have a good week. Bye, everyone.